Hey, all you nostalgic Elvis impersonators. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. You know, Kendra, I've seen many Elvis impersonators. That's neither here nor there, but I have. And the degree and quality, it varies quite a bit. My wife, for one birthday, we saw this Elvis impersonator in Buffalo, and it was amazing. Like, he was doing 70s lounge singer Elvis, and it was flawless. Like, I have no complaints. I have no notes for this guy. Maybe it was Elvis. Maybe it was the real Elvis. It might have been. And then I saw one at, like, an old folks' home, uh, and that was a little bit more like just a guy in a blue jumpsuit being like, maybe I didn't love you, and it wasn't It wasn't as good. But anyway, yeah. one of us is, is a 9021 expert, and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles, and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning, and I've seen them all, plus three unique Elvis impersonators. Kendra, have you ever seen an Elvis impersonator? Not that I can remember, Mm, no. Okay. I mean, just you. Well, yeah, sure, sure. I was also in two productions of Bye Bye Birdie, but I didn't play the Elvis character in either one, so... That's a, that seems like a mistake. I know. You were, uh, but you were the other guy. Yeah, I was What's a Dick Van Dyke role. Yeah, Albert J. Peterson. Yeah. Twice. Albert, yeah. The only time I've played a character twice. Many years <laughs> apart. Anyway. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, where are we? You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at HereWeGoPod. And please rate, subscribe, and share this show wherever you get your podcasts. This week, we're discussing Season 4, Episode 10, and Did It My Way. This is, of course, a reference to the song My Way, uh, written by one Paul Anka, and famously covered by Elvis Presley. In fact, yeah. I'm pretty sure one of those Elvis impersonators I saw sang My Way. So That sounds right. Yeah, it all comes together. Right. All right, let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards, professional ethics. The week need not apply. This episode originally aired on November 10th, 1993. We're, we're almost to 1994, baby. Oh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Birthdays. On November 8th, Jessica Loundis, Adriana, in the CW years, turned five. Such a fun age. Couple movies. Uh, I put this one in here just for you. Uh, November 12th, Ernest Rides Again. Kendra, that's the one you hate. That's the one that you can't Is handle. It? Yeah, the one where cool. he, what, he gets his head... No, there's he's stuck in a cannon, right? That's the yes. one. Yeah, and there's a tra- and there's a tarantula yes. in the cannon. That's, that's the problem. That's Ernest rides again. Yep, yep. That's a good one. Yeah, hate it. That's yep. the only scene I've seen, and I'm like, this isn't for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, all these are on November 12th. The Piano, starring Holly Hunter, Sam Neill, and Anna Paquin. I caught like 10 minutes of this one time at the gym, and I've always wanted to watch the rest of it. So uh, that's on my list to yeah. watch. Yeah. I, I haven't seen they, it at all. There's a piano. Mm-hmm. They, they lug it. We also had The Three Musketeers starring Charlie Sheen, Kiefer Sutherland, Chris O'Donnell, Oliver Platt, Tim Curry, Rebecca De Mornay. That's a good I've seen that one. Oh, that's classic. Yeah, I do like this movie. My favorite Three Musketeers is The Man in the Iron Mask. So. <laughs> okay. Like with Leo? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Where he doesn't have a British accent, even though everyone else does, yeah. and he's the king. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, and then we have My Life, starring Michael Keaton, Nicole Kidman, and Queen Latifah. This I've never heard of this movie. is one of my all-time favorite movies. Really? It's so good. I love it. Michael All right, Keaton. well, I got to watch it because I put it on there because of, my, you know, yeah, Michael of Keaton yeah. and Nicole no, Kidman. This is great. Uh, yeah, I've never even heard of it. This is Michael Keaton has cancer and Nicole Kidman, his wife, is pregnant and he just wants to make it to, like, see the baby, like, see his child. And so a lot of the movie is him making videos 
for the for the kid when he grows up. It's like this is the video to play on graduation day. This is the one where I teach you how to shave. You know, it's just it's a great movie. All the performances in listeners, are, are I'm I'm shaking my head through that you're whole never, thing because I said I want to watch it, no, but I don't know. No, that. you're not so sure. It sounds okay. very very sad. Okay, all so. right. Well, it is. Yeah. TV wise. Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, and Christina Aguilera joined the cast of the Disney Channel series The New Mickey Mouse Club. And they pretty much peaked right there, right? I mean, that was that's kind of the height of their fame. Yeah, they did it. They didn't do much after yeah, that. Yeah, too bad. They seem talented, but, you know. Yeah, but oh well. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other things that happened in November, uh, on November 14th, Don Shula became the the coach with the most wins in NFL history. And I did check with my brother, Corbin, uh, who is the uh, NFL encyclopedia, basically. Yes. And he said, off the top of his head, he's not sure, but he he would say yes um, if he had to guess. Huh. And I did look it up, and it does say he still holds this, okay. this uh, you know, <laughs> record. Good thing of the word. If your encyclopedia has to guess, you might want to look at getting a new. Yeah. <laughs> well, usually I can ask him any NFL question and he's he's right there. But so. today he fumbled. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Uh-huh. Yes. That was a football, that was a football yes. record. Yes. Good job. And lastly, on November 14th, Puerto Rico voted to be a commonwealth instead of a state. Mm. Yes. So I guess they were voting to be a state, a commonwealth. Or something else. This is a perpetual discussion. The statehood of Puerto Rico as well as the statehood of Washington, D.C. are things that just keep coming back every now and then. I guess I don't know the difference between well, I Commonwealth, mean, state, and... A, a lot of it has to do with representation. I mean, the, the population of Washington, D.C. is larger than a lot of states, and they don't have... There's not a senator from Washington, D.C., you know? So it's... Mm. And same with Puerto Rico. As a commonwealth, they don't have the, some of those same uh, rights and representations that a state would. So that's why Gosh. it keeps coming back. I think there are pros and cons to both, but it kind of seems like it's heading in a way where statehood seems logical. All right. Well, in 1993, it was a no-go. A no-go. So... You're right. Yeah. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. I will. Uh, Kendra, in 2019, one Shannon Doherty played the character of Charlene in the romantic dramedy Undateable John, a slacker surf instructor who's on and off the wagon, gets his life together when he falls for a beautiful but troubled young woman. He meets an Alcoholics Anonymous. That's the film Undateable John, featuring one Shannon Hmm. Doherty. All right. Yeah. Let's look at the synopsis for And Did It My Way. I think we should. The Carsons want a huge wedding, and the Walshes don't want a wedding at all. Brenda and Stuart take matters into their own hands and decide to hop a plane to Vegas. Brandon gets wind of the idea and enlists Steve's help to head off the happy couple. Steve calls Kelly, and Kelly calls everyone, and before you know it, the whole gang and Elvis are on a plane to stop the wedding. That's right. To uh, to manipulate Brenda. Yes. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. We have to get into this because the whole time I was like, you people are the worst. <laughs> yep. All right, Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills and Vegas this mm-hmm, week? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, we have a returning director here. One Jason Priestley is back behind the lens. Wow. Uh, this is his, I want to say his second episode after that other one. Remember, the last one was also kind of a zany episode where yeah. they had the Burt Reynolds fan club show up at the Peach Pit. 
So <laughs> yeah. Jason Priestley's back here. Written by Richard Golitz. We have the recurring players returning David Gale, Paul Johannesson, Joe Itata, Scott Pollan, Peter Mark Richmond, Tracy Middendorf, and Dinah Meyer returning as Stuart, John Sears, Nat, Corey Randall, Larry Carson, Laura, and Lucinda. Uh, this is the last time we're going to see Vivian Carson. Claudette Nevins is making her final appearance as a character of Vivian. Right. We have Harvey Varon as the minister, a very memorable character in this yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. Best known for his role as Deputy Jasper DeWitt on Carter County, which you can definitely see him playing an old-timey sheriff type uh, yeah, in the show. Yeah, for sure. Plus films like All of Me with Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin and Teen Wolf with Michael J. Fox. We have Tom Hartman as Elvis, and I all the Elvis humor... I dug this. This was oh, yeah. just on the I'm plane. Sure this is his only credit. Is mm. it, his IMD page is just like played an Elvis impersonator on a plane in one episode of Beverly Hills 90210 once. So he uh, couldn't go any higher than nope. that. Tom Hartman's flame burned too bright. Apparently we have <laughs> Wendy Lynn Sheerdorf as the flight attendant. Her other credits include a small role on Melrose place. And I don't know what this is, but she appeared in something called fart the movie. <laughs> you now you you like this one though, right, Kendra? This is we mentioned one of my favorites, and this is on your list, right? Oh yeah, sure. I, I watch so. it every year. I know. I know. You're a big time. fart the movie fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good stuff. Yep. All right. Should we get into the episode? Yeah. We start at the hotel room that Stuart has just rented for the month for them. They're loving it. And uh, it's real steamy right off the get-go. Sure is. We see their clothes all over the floor. Mm -hmm. They're in bed together. Mm -hmm. So they're they're making good use of that hotel room. Sure are. And they're, you know, talking sweet nothings to each other. Like, can't wait to spend the rest of my life with you. Nothing will ever come between us. Mm -hmm. All that sort of lovey-dovey mm -hmm. stuff yeah nothing nothing kendra will ever come between them nothing ever cut to the walsh house jim is very upset yeah. about brenda he, sure he is. says that they're basically living out their own version of pretty woman by yeah. having that hotel room <laughs> which i i want to be like you realize that you're essentially calling brenda a, a whore right yeah. i mean yeah <laughs> so that's <laughs> not cool i mean yeah you know, <laughs> this whole scene is goofy, and there's a lot of that like wah, wah, music yeah. through this yeah. whole episode. So I guess Jason Priestley just likes that he vibe. His want wants, yep. Yeah, they're talking about like maybe one of them will get hit by a cement mixer. Yes, jeez. Yeah. Brandon then chimes in and thinks this sounds a little familiar. Yeah, yeah. This sounds like how they acted when she was with Dylan. Yeah. And they're like, no, they don't think it's the same. Right. Then they get a call from Carson's office. Mm -hmm. And he and his wife are inviting themselves over for lunch to the Walsh house. Mm -hmm. So they have that to look right. forward to. And right away, Jim is like, oh, this is this is unusual because Larry's usually booked for months. So the fact that he suddenly has this free time, the Walshes kind of get the idea that maybe they're on the same page here and they're concerned as well. I don't well, know why they would think that because I don't the know. last time they saw the Carsons, they no. were like, we love Brenda. It's this a, is wonderful. It's a weird way to jump. I have to ask the question here, too. Why don't they even, not even Cindy, why don't they just entertain the idea of just taking Brenda's feelings seriously? Yeah. <laughs> they just, they don't even consider that maybe she really knows what she's doing or maybe she really, like, loves him. She's just like, how are we yeah. going to stop this idiot child? It's just like, and they're, guys. She's in college now. Yes. So it's not like she's a high schooler yes. trying to get married. She's yeah. in college. Yep. I don't know. Yep. You're right. 
Kendra, okay, I'm, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, this pushed a lot of buttons for me this episode. Did it? it I did. knew it would. It did. I knew it would. Next scene is at Kelly, Donna, David's. David and Donna are running late. He's trying to get them out the door. But Ke- then Kelly comes in to pick up some things. And you'll remember that David and Kelly are fighting because yes. of Mel and David. Have, yeah, the whole, you know, child. Yes, yes. Word. Mel, Mel going or Jackie suing for full custody. Custody versus, that's versus joint custody. For. And so in the previous episode, Kelly has moved out. Yes. So they take a couple shots at each other. Kelly says, wow, with friends like you, who needs enemies? Yep. And David says, this is about your mom being a lo- lonely and miserable and taking it out of my father. Yep. And then they go their separate ways. Yep. At the keg house, uh, did you notice the zebra phone? I did. Yeah. <laughs> kind of cool uh, you know what that's that's one thing that cell phones have taken from us i miss the novelty phone i really do you <laughs> I know? know the phone is like a garfield's abdomen i had a spider-man <laughs> phone when i was a kid you know i had like a coca-cola have we talked phone about my see-through phone that oh, I, had? I we have yes but that yeah that's what i'm talking about i loved it i, I loved my see-through phone yeah i hate every man in this episode i'm gonna say that kendra i I can't. I mean, the one exception, I guess, would be the Elvis impersonator. I thought he seemed like a good guy. He <laughs> sure. seemed like he was fun, you know. Sure. But everyone else. Everyone else. Yes, I, I agree. I agree. So John answers the phone, and it's Laura calling for Steve, but he, you know, pretends he's not right. there. Right. I forgot and John's about this. like, man, she's begging for it. Yeah. Why? You need to go for it disgusting and this i agree i agree and this is all kind of mysterious like steve's reactions to laura what actually happened on the day like we haven't addressed any of that yeah. you know what i mean like the last we saw she was like he offered her a beer before he takes her home and and uh, she's like well why do you have to get up early and then it's kind of like they a cut. did something well yeah i, I, I don't know if they went all the way but they definitely some stuff happened went, is your guess yeah but they're leaving us down they seem to be very purposely leaving us in the dark about this situation and steve is not thrilled with laura trying to get a hold of him yes elsewhere on campus brandon and dylan are talking about brenda and Brandon makes a comment that she's going to get another trip to Paris out of all I this. I like that. <laughs> that one I had to give him. That was funny. Yeah. Dylan still won't say anything about Stuart and like what he knows. Like yeah. Brandon is like, please tell me what you know about Stuart. And yeah. he just won't do it. Yeah. Then we have a scene between Andrea and Laura. Laura is asking if she knows Steve and she makes some excuse about needing to borrow his notes. Yeah. And could Andrea give her his home phone number, mm-hmm. uh, which she does. Yeah. And now we have not established anything between Andrea and Laura up to this point, right? No. Okay. But no. Laura is, is she in the sorority? I don't know. I don't know if she's in the sorority. Okay. I got the sense they were just in a class just together. Just in a class together. I just couldn't Andrea's remember. Not in the, Andrea's not in the sorority, Oh, that's right. right. She didn't do it, did she? Or no. did she? I, honestly, I don't think she did. I honestly don't know. Okay, well. I don't think she did. All right. Well, in Professor Randall's office, Brandon is still complaining about Deshaun. Yeah. And that it's just not working. He just doesn't want to put in any work. Yeah. And Professor Randall is like he's the first person in his family to go to college. Like he's very smart. You just need to figure out how to get him to do his work. Mm -hmm. He then suggests that they invite Deshaun to dinner with Brandon and himself and Lucinda. Mm -hmm. Lucinda then walks in and they pretend that they've like, Oh yes, I remember okay. you from the gym. I, I'm going to put some air quotes around pretend because they, 
their eyes, their very bedroom eyes that they yeah. give each other, they look at each other for a long time. Uh, and it is, uh, Professor Randall has to be a real dumb not to pick up some of these uh, sex eyes they're giving each yeah. other. Yeah. Well, then he makes a comment about, do you like spicy food? Food, mm-hmm. Which is, you know, all That's, their talk their about spicy thing. food yeah. in that episode. Yeah. 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 And he's like, I, I do. I like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> that episode. Remember that episode that was just like filthy? Like everything yeah. either yeah. one of them said was just like, I don't even know if that's a double entendre at this <laughs> yeah. point. I think it's a single entendre and it's about sex. <laughs> Next scene is at the Walsh house and the Carsons come over and they're starting to talk. But then Brenda and Stuart also arrive. Which yes. Jim and Cindy are a little surprised by. They thought it would just be the four of them. Yes, Jim and Cindy seem a little ambushed by this, and I don't know if that was the intention or not. I'm not. I did, I wasn't really sure. No, I didn't think so. I think they're just not on the same page. Yeah. The the two families. Yes, I agree. Uh, Stuart goes up to them and asks if he can call them mom and dad, which sort they of, are sort of joking. I didn't think he was joking oh, didn't at you? all. Okay, well, no, I felt like he was. Larry wants to pay for the wedding yep. as they're going to have 350 to 400 people on their side alone. Yes. But no, no. Vi- Vivian wants to be sure they know that they, they want the Walshes involved on every, yes. every decision, Kendra. Every yes. decision they want them involved. Every on. decision. Every one. Jim and Cindy suggest that they wait. Yeah. And, and Vivian's like, oh, of course. We were thinking a June wedding. Yes. Which I don't know. I don't know. Six what months. Month I, well, now, I think but... I think we're kind of sticking to regular time. So this episode okay, is so it's like November. November, yeah. So okay. I, we're talking six six months in some change. I think that's right. They do say six months. Yeah, yeah. Brenda seems very unhappy during this whole conversation. She keeps looking at Stuart. I don't know why. Because then they go into the other room and decide they're going to elope. Which I don't know. I feel like Brenda would want a big wedding. Is that not her character? Am I reading uh-huh. that wrong? No, I mean, I I guess I could see it both ways. I'm I'm not surprised that Brenda is is like it's appealing to her to do something dramatic like eloping. That doesn't. Well, me. yeah, that's true. But that's I very on brand. Getting us to the point of them being fed up with everything happens a little too quickly. Yeah, you know, like we needed a few more episodes of them feeling really like like this is monopolizing their relationship because here it's just like the first lunch where they sit down and talk about it you know and yeah. she just seems so like yuppie with the Carson she's like oh Larry your son's spoiling me <laughs> you know she's just yeah so I don't really she doesn't really seem fed up with the whole Carson lifestyle in fact she seems like all in on the Carson lifestyle so yeah that's why yeah I think you're right I think it was just jarring yeah, how fast it was. they go from zero to a low yeah uh, so yeah, so they decide they're going to go to Vegas like that night and elope. Yeah. And she says, well, there's one person I have to tell. Cut to Brandon's room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Brandon's like, you're crazy. You can't, like, why are you doing this? Yeah. And she, you know, they have a little talk and she says that he, she really wants his blessing. Mm-hmm. That's why she's telling him. Yes. And so he does give her his blessing which is so lame brandon like if you don't mean it what the heck yeah and uh she makes him promise not to tell jim and cindy yeah see how long that lasts right 
<laughs> in my notes, I wrote the peach pot. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You know, there was something in an, in an earlier scene where they were talking. I think it was Brandon was talking. Maybe maybe in the scene where he says the thing about uh, her getting a trip to Paris, he makes another comment about Brenda that I felt like was really unfair. He was like, she's just going to have Stuart there and she's just going to like have him wrapped all around her little finger. I just thought that's so rude it's just so like yeah it's so belittling of brenda as if she's just some like manipulative temptress and i don't think that that's been true at all with her no. relationships with dylan or anything i don't think she was ever manipulative with dylan so no that's not to me, her mo i just feel like yes brenda is kind of a problematic character and has been known to uh you know struggle with some brattiness here and there but i just feel like everybody's reaction to this situation is uncalled for Maybe he just meant he feels like she always gets her way. Well, that could be. All right. I'll which, accept that. Which is true. Okay. <laughs> At the Peach Pit, we have a little confrontation between John and Dylan. John is in his face like, she says you're not dating Kelly, but yeah. every time I turn around, she's still with you. Yeah. And they, you know, have take some jabs at each other. After John leaves, Nat says that he does not like John. Even when he was in high school, he mm -hmm. didn't like him. Mm -hmm. So I guess Nat knew him in high school. Apparently. No, no one else did. Yeah. So, I mean, there's two things about this. First, when John... D Dylan's like, why should I ever want to be with you is beyond me. And John's like, yeah, it is beyond you. And then he, like, scoops up Dylan's fries and, like, seductively eats them while he walks away. <laughs> I thought that was kind of a funny power move. The second thing is when Dylan is talking to Nat and he says he doesn't know what she would see in a dirt bag like that. Dirt bag is really clearly overdubbed. Like, is it? Yes. Like he said something else and they put in him saying dirtbag and they use a camera angle where he's like turning towards Nat. So you can't see his lips. I know because I watched it multiple times because I wanted <laughs> to know what he really said, but it's lost to the ages. That's so funny. Yep. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Yep. So they, they edited it well for, for me, I guess. Yeah. Next scene is at the Walsh house. Jim and Cindy are... Uh, you know, it's a very quick scene. They're just talking. They're upset. And Brandon's kind of listening. And they're like, well, maybe it won't be too bad. They're going to wait six months. Like, a lot can happen in six months. Maybe it'll be okay. And Brandon is just, like, silently, mm -hmm. you know, taking all that in but yeah. not saying anything. Yeah. Uh, then Brandon calls Steve. And says he wants to go to Vegas. And he tells Steve why. Because Brenda's getting married. And Steve says, to Stuart? And he says, no, to Pope John Paul II. <laughs> <laughs> so they decide they're going to go. And he says, call me if you have, any, if there's any issue or something. Yeah. So he hangs up. And then immediately the phone rings. And so he picks it up thinking it's Brandon, but it's Laura. Mm -hmm. And he basically just hangs up on Cold her. as ice. He's like, oh, yeah. Laura, I've been meaning to call you, but I'm just going to Vegas now, so I'll talk to you when I get back. Hang up. Cold <laughs> as ice. Do you think Laura's pregnant? Oh! Is that why she's trying to get in wow. touch with him? Uh, I hadn't thought of that. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll find out in nine months. Yeah. <laughs> so then Steve calls Kelly, yep. and we have this, like, bouncing around to yeah, everyone. Yeah, we got, we got a little uh, telephone game with a literal yeah. telephone. So. Yeah, they all basically decide they're they're going. They're doing it. Yep. To Vegas. Yep. Back at the Walsh house, Brandon is he's gonna just leave, 
But then he decides to tell Jim and Cindy he's going to Vegas and yeah. why he's going to Vegas. Which I feel like is kind of not cool. How did you feel about that? Ethical question here. He, pro- uh, he promised Brenda that he wouldn't tell. And then he told. I don't know. I probably would have told. But he didn't have to promise. That's true. He could have said, I can't promise that. Or like, you know, I'm not going to lie to them. But if they, you know what I mean? Something, but no, he was just like, yes, sister. Thank you yeah. for trusting me with this. I promise you. And then he just goes and narks to Jim and Cindy. And Jim and Cindy are not cool. You know what I mean? They're no. not, they're not going to be Cindy, like, okay. Cindy's reaction really made me laugh. It was a very big reaction. Yeah, it was. The way they act in this it makes them look like bad people from just watching a performance perspective. Flawless. I have no notes oh, yeah. because, oh, every, yeah. because you're right. G- Cindy there is like uh she's like Joanne Worley from laughing. She's like, what? You know, just yeah. a huge <laughs> thing. And there's a lot of fun comic stuff for Jim and Cindy in this episode. Yeah. So Brandon convinces them that if, if they go and try to stop it, that they're going to lose her. Yes. And so they're like, okay, they're, gonna let brandon yeah go. they're like but you have some kind of like plan and brandon's like okay getting on the airplane steve and brandon made it right at the last minute they got to their gate but they made it steve is sitting next to the elvis oh, impersonator come on now <laughs> which is fun it was then andrea kelly and donna arrive and I just wrote finger guns. I don't know. So oh, yeah. Gives. It's, you know, it's the Elvis. It's Elvis and Steve are like, oh, oh yeah. come on now. Like shooting little finger guns at Brandon. Yeah. Then David arrives. Yeah. And uh, he, real he testy. Go- he comes yeah. in hot. He's like, to, the, yeah. to the flight attendant. He's like, it's a late boarding pass. Don't bother me about it. I'm David. You know, <laughs> real angry. Donna really wants them all to sit together. And they at first say no, but then she does get them to sit together. And then. Uh, they apologize to each this... other. Kelly apologizes first, I think. Kendra, I and... feel like this might be the record holder for the quickest all is forgiven. It's it's pretty quick. Because they, they get there. And they, then... Yes. I mean, they get to the aisle and they see each other. And Kelly's like, I hope you choke on a bag of peanuts, you horrible person. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and they sit down and they're like, I love you. It's so yeah. fast. The turnaround is just. Yeah, I, I even wrote it. All is forgiven. Yeah, yeah. And then the last to arrive is Dylan. Yep. So they're all there. They're all on the plane. Great. Next scene is a quick one at the hotel. They get room service. Uh, This is Brenda and Stuart. Who are so happy. That's the thing. I mean, we really haven't seen any kind of like downside to this relationship, you know? No. Yeah. There's been like a few awkward moments, but in my mind, other than Dylan being like, I don't know, bro, like there really hasn't been any red flags. And I feel like that's a mistake if we're supposed to be rooting for them to break up. I think it's a real mistake not to show us any reason why. So this elopement is supposed to take the place of any wedding, right? They're not going to like elope and then have a wedding? Well, that's hard to say because I was thinking about that too. I don't think there's a world in which they get away with not doing a big party at least, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I think in their, right, I well, think in their mind, like this would be their wedding and whatever yeah. else would be for the parents, you know? Brenda makes a comment like we, I can't believe it. We got away from everybody. <laughs> Cut to the plane where everyone is on their way to see them. Mm-hmm. 
Steven, I guess in the 90s, you could just switch seats and sit wherever you wanted yeah. on a plane. Yeah, I noticed that too. Everybody's wearing their shoes and just having yeah. a great time. <laughs> David's got a full bottle of shampoo. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. Steve is teaching Andrea how to play blackjack. Yeah. And Andrea is like, she's distracted talking about like, how do you know when you really know someone? She's mm-hmm. being like very philosophical. Yeah. yeah. I guess hinting towards her issues with dan yeah don't forget we hate dan now we hate dan hate him that's right i I remember he's such a cold emotionless robot not a hopeless romantic like andrea and that bartender yeah i don't think anything's happened the last we saw of them together i think was at the walsh's party yes okay andrea makes a comment about like she can't get into it. She can't go to a casino because she's not 21. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm pretty sure she could pass. I, I, know. I don't know if anyone's I, coming I thought up the to same her. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan finally shares with Brandon about Stuart. And we learn that he was the manager of a drug club, basically. And he dealt drugs as well. Yeah. So yes. some, some bad stuff there. Yes, but even with that, I was like, okay, so many, many years ago, Stuart was into drugs. Because, like, it was last season that Dylan was in AA and Brandon was in, like, yeah. a gambling addiction recovery group. So it's like, yeah. this it is was the not, thing? It was not as big of a bomb no. as I was expecting. No. I was expecting, like, he killed a man. I know, exactly. Something. He was like, he was into drugs. I was like, and he killed a hooker? Like, what's the <laughs> next, what's the part that's the problem, you know? Yeah. All right, so then we arrive in Vegas. We're in the hotel, and... We get a nice little push from Kelly about, uh, uh, like, pro-Vegas tourism. I feel like that was some sort of, like, all right, you can film in this hotel, but you got to make sure people know this is a good, fun place to be. Yeah, they have this whole conversation about, oh, it's not what I expected. There's so many families I know, this Kelly said, I just didn't know it was a place you could bring your family, and then looks directly into the camera. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it felt like, anyway. There's a knock on the door, and when they open it, all the guys fall in. Classic. Which reminds me of the episode that Jason Priestley directed where they're like, they pop into the bathroom one by one. Yeah. 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 He likes his sight gags. Yeah. And then they have like a whole conversation about who is who. Who is is which Marx brother. Yeah. Which Marx brother. Yes. Couldn't get that sentence out. Mm -hmm. Donna wants to give Brenda a shower. And Kelly's like, a cold shower. (laughs) Andrea's like, this is a bad idea. We should stop her. You guys suck. And Brandon's like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to all pretend to be very supportive, but then we're going to drop little bombs throughout the night to kind of make her see that maybe this isn't a good idea. It's just so disrespectful. You know, I feel like... All of the people in her life are getting together and having these like secret meetings about how they can manipulate her to make the choices that they want her to make and not the things that she wants to do. I hated it. I thoroughly hated it. (laughs) Yeah, they should just be they can. I feel like they can be up front with her without being aggressive. I don't I wouldn't fault them at all for being like, look, we think this is insane. Like, we don't think this is a good idea. But, you know, if, if this is what you're doing, then here we are to support you, you know. They don't have to be like, this is great. Although a lot of times one of the spouses kills the other, but whatever you think, you know, just, just cop to it. Uh, Next scene is in Brenda's and Stuart's hotel room. And she's talking about 
what kind of mother she'll be. And she says she knows she won't be like her mother. And Stuart here makes a comment about like, oh, when we're married, you can join a club or do nothing. Yeah. And she's like, well, what about my career? And I found this. I don't know. Oh, I this wrote is it another, down too. Yeah. This is another Stuart scene. Yeah. Where I'm like, what are we, the viewers, supposed to be I getting know. out of this? I know. Is this supposed to be a red flag for us? I know. But, but I mean, it goes beyond that. He says, you can, you can do a club or charity work or nothing. And she says, what about my career? And he says, no, 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 don't get me wrong. You can do whatever you want as long as it doesn't take you away from me. And yeah. she's she's not like, well, hold on there, sport. She's like, have I told <laughs> you in the last 10 seconds how much I love you? Yeah. So I don't even it's... think... I don't know. I felt the same way. I didn't know if that was supposed to be a red flag for us or just like a happy moment. I mean, it is a red flag. Well, it is, but, but I don't think it's... they knew that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Very strange. It was a but different time. Anyway. Tundra. It was a different time. Knock on the door. Everybody's there mm-hmm. coming into the room. And she and Dylan have a moment where she says she's really glad that he's there. They say that they're taking Stuart to a bachelor party and they're having a wedding shower for Brenda. Yeah. And I just and think then... this is so mean, you know? And the in the Dylan Brenda scene too. Like he Dylan has a real somber like I wouldn't miss it for the world, Brenda. And they have this whole moment where they really like connect about this. And I'm like, "But you are lying to her. Like you were mm-hmm. actively doing this whole thing to subvert what she wants to do and pretending like you're being supportive." I I didn't like it, Kendra. Yeah. So then the girls go in the other room. So they, they're like looking around the, the suite and the guys surround Stuart and are like, oh, when you uh, marry Brenda, you, you marry the whole family. And man, those girls tell each other everything. They're like yeah. trying to psych Stuart out. Yes. And remember in the in the meeting where they're taught where Brandon comes up with this plan to manipulate Brenda. They're like, what about Stuart? And Dylan's like, oh, don't you worry. I'll handle Stuart. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. This is yeah. technically a conspiracy, is all I'm saying. They're they're yeah. participating in an active conspiracy. Do you think maybe it's we're just supposed to see it as like sitcom hijinks? Oh, I think definitely. Yes, I think definitely we are. But I I feel like when you're watching the show as we are, it's also pretty clear that it's like a pattern of behavior where nobody takes Brenda seriously and gives her a chance. Yeah, the girls in the other room are talking with Brenda. Kelly is like, oh, good thing he didn't make you sign a prenup and. She's like, oh, well, I did, mm-hmm. did sign a prenup. She asked them all to be her maids of honor. And she was like, I thought you guys were coming here to stop me. And Andrea says, why would we want to stop you? Yeah. Lies. She's just like, lies I know. Lies on just like top of lies, face. Andrea. Yeah. Steve is in rare form. I wrote that. Episode. I wrote that, too, that Steve is turned up to 11. And you know what? He was last time, too. So I feel like there's something about... Ian Ziering and Jason Priestley's like real relationship. That's yeah. just like this is the episode where Steve goes hog wild. Let me ask you a question, Kendra. You've seen four and a half seasons of Beverly Hills 90210. Who do you think is acting the most out of character by lying to Brenda in this way? Out of character? Yes. Because I was trying to think about like who who would I think would be the one to not go along with this plan? And first I thought Dylan, but then I was like, no, Dylan has shown time and again that he's willing to like be in cahoots with Jim and do this kind of thing. So Dylan's out. Andrea or Donna. I was kind of thinking I was kind of thinking Andrea would be the one most likely to because Kelly, I think, is dealing with a lot of her own issues about a rushed marriage. So I kind of get in this moment that this would be a sore spot for her. And David and Steve don't really have any relationship with Brenda. So it does kind of seem like it would fall to Donna and 
Andrea. And I sort of feel like after Paris and everything, Donna would be the one that would not be cool with lying to her about this. But she is, apparently. Yeah. Okay. They all go down to the casino, and David really wants to gamble. And so he, Andrea is you know, hesitant at first, but he's like, they're never going to check. Mm-hmm. So she, they go to the slot machines and Andrea immediately gets a jackpot. Yeah. And they're so excited. The coins are pouring out. And then of course, security comes over, wants to see their ID. Mm-hmm. They have to hand over all the money. It's like $500 yeah. worth of coins or something. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like a, wah, it's a wah. Real, but yeah, David, David tries the whole, Oh, you think we look under 21? Oh, it's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> Steve also really wants to gamble, but Brandon's like, no, I'm not gambling. Yeah. And Dylan and Stuart have a little conversation where Stuart says that he is on the straight and narrow, like he wouldn't marry Brenda if he wasn't. Yeah. And this was an interesting moment because I thought this was going to be kind of a turning point for Dylan because Dylan, I felt like in that moment really believed him the way he was like, yeah. no, I guess Well, Brandon not. and Dylan were both like, oh, I'm kind of beginning to like him. Yeah. Which yeah. makes you wonder, had they given him a chance how this would have gone differently. Yeah. Back at the Walsh house, uh, Jim and Cindy are just sitting sadly at the kitchen table. Drinking moonshine? What is it they're drinking? I don't know. It was like a know. big glass. Maybe it was just iced tea, but there was no ice in it. I feel like they were homebrewing moonshine. That's what it looked like to me. <laughs> yeah, that's their side business. Yeah. So they're like, what are we doing? We're just going to go. Yeah. And they just decide to hop. How far away are they from Vegas? That's a good People question. Like, I mean, it would take them several hours to get there, right? Well, they're flying, though. But I know, but, like, packing, getting to the airport. Yeah, yeah. Well, when Cindy's like, I'm going to go pack, I was like, oh, no, no, girl, you don't have time for that. Just go hop on a plane if you want to do this. Yeah, but anyway, that's what they decide to do. Back at the casino, they bought a wedding dress for Brenda at the gift shop. It's it's an hour and 15 minute flight. Oh, all right. Well, that's doable, then. Yep. That's doable. Hey, actually, Spirit Airlines is offering one for $37 if you want to do that. Whoa. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good deal. All right. Keep that in mind. Yeah. The girls then give her something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. I can't remember what each of the things. And again, if your plan is to manipulate her, why is Andrea giving her like her grandmother's handkerchief? And why did Kelly buy her this blue garter? Like that just seems extra mean. Yeah. Well, then Kelly makes a passive aggressive comment about like, oh, I'm sure your wedding will turn out better than Mel and Jack. Yeah. Yeah. She's like the last wedding I was at was my parents. And we all know how that turned out. The next scene is my least favorite scene. I think of in any episode we've ever watched. Oh, of this was show. this the stripper scene? The strip club episode. Yes, or yes, yes. Strip club scene. Yeah. Which was just way too much. It was a lot. I was. It was a surprising amount of stripping in this scene. Yes. I mean, they're just all being disgusting. Oh, yes. No no one is even, no one's even feigning discomfort. They're all like, this is no. my jaws, dream. Jaws drop, tongues yep. hanging out, yep. the yep. whole... It's like a cartoon. It's like a Tex Avery cartoon is what we were looking yeah. at. And I hated it. <laughs> I didn't like it as way. It was not a good look on anyone. Yeah. So then Dylan, during this, is like leaning over to Stuart like, man, I can't believe you're, you're wanting to be stuck to the same girl your whole life. And then he brings up like Brenda's infidelity and yes. how she she cheated on him oh in my Paris. Gosh. And, yeah, yeah. Then the stripper takes off her bra and throws it at Stewart. Yeah, lands right on his head. Yep. Yeah, and, I just uh, think that yeah that to me Dylan bringing up like these past things. When it, keep in mind both times Dylan was also cheating on Brenda. 
Okay. Yeah. Both of the things he mentioned, they were both doing it. And then they both kind of reckoned with that. So for him to throw this, like to tell Stuart this, I think is way out of line. I didn't like it, Kendra. I didn't like it. Yep. And then they're all like, all right, time to go. Let's go get you hitched. Yeah. And you can tell Stuart is uh, having some doubts. Yeah. Yeah. The Walshes have arrived. They're in the hotel room and they're trying to find Brenda and Stuart, but they are not having any luck. So they decide to just start calling wedding chapels. So that's what they're going to do. Yeah, which when Jim was like, just get a list of every wedding chapel. I'm like, okay, here's 1,000 places on this block alone. (laughs) I do. I liked also, I liked the little touch that they were in like a Western themed room. So uh, the phone Cindy was using was like a like looked like what Wilma Flintstone was like a horn. It was like a long horn kind. Yeah, was was yeah, that was funny. At the wedding chapel, the her I don't know secretary whatever she is is like, all right, so you want to do this and you want this music and you want all of this and it comes to two hundred and fifteen dollars. Sounds like a steal. It does a good deal. Yeah, definitely. David then suggested Donna that they just go ahead and get married. Yeah. While they're there. Yeah. And Don is like, <laughs> that's so, that's a good try. Yeah. That's yeah. He's like, try. he's like, yeah, we'll just get married. And then tonight, va va voom. And then, you know, we'll get it annulled tomorrow. Yeah. Which, listen. Easy, easy peasy. I'm not, I'm not a lawyer, but I think doing it makes it so you can't get an annulment. <laughs> right? I mean, usually yeah, that's sure. the thing. That makes so. sense. Yeah. Again, not a lawyer. <laughs> Let's make that clear. Yeah. Dylan takes one more shot at Stuart. I forget what he says, but then he kind of makes himself the best man. Yeah, and he's like, let me hold the ring. And Yeah. Despicable. Yeah. These people are despicable in this episode. I know. Back in the Walsh hotel room, they finally find the chapel. Yeah. And uh, they're out the door. There is, uh, at the chapel, there's an awful organ. Mm-hmm. It's very hard it's, to listen to. It's pretty to. bad. Yeah, it is. It is. Steve makes a joke like, good thing we got here early, so we got good seats. Because <laughs> there's like, you know, nobody there. Just them. Brent, Brenda and Brandon are standing in the back, and she's saying that she's nervous. He makes a comment about how Jim would have loved to give her away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a passive-aggressive thing to say, but also true. Yeah. So, yes, but his point was to be passive-aggressive. His yes. point was not concerned for his dad. Yes. He walks her down the aisle. The Reverend is hilarious. Yes. I forget what even what he's he's what well, is he? he's talking about how marriage is like this big thing and yeah, it's not yeah, to be it's taken not, no, lightly. Don't, don't enter into it lightly. And he's like he's real skinny. I mean he looks like he looks like somebody who was in a cowboy show in the fifties, you know, as he was. Yeah. <laughs> but Steve yeah. is just dying laughing at this man. Yeah. And yeah, Steven and Steve and David are both cracking You're up having a good time. about it. It's funny. And he asks whoever is against it to speak now or forever hold their peace. He holds for a long time. A very long time, yes. There's silence for a while. He takes and it finally, seriously. Brenda does speak up. Yeah. The whole thing yeah. is kind of funny because Brenda says, I do. And the guy's like, I haven't even asked you the question yet. And she's like, no, no, no. I do have objections. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Stuart is kind of coaxing her out of it. And finally she's like, wait a minute. You don't want to get married either. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so they decide not to get married, and then of course, right as they decide that, Jim and Cindy rush in, and they're like, "This wedding is over!" And uh, yeah, they're too late. Classic, classic Jim and Cindy response here, where they're like, "Yeah, we already stopped it," and Jim's like, "Oh, well, 
<laughs> Good. They were both really <laughs> funny. They were both really funny in this scene. Yeah, they were. The last scene is at the hotel restaurant. I, I guess, guess so. I don't know where I they guess are. So. They're, yeah. they're eating dinner. And, you know, they each have like a little comment about the night. And then Brenda and Stuart are dancing. And Stuart says that he was trying to create a life for himself by becoming part of Brenda's life. Yeah, which I don't and really she buy says, that. Just because, <laughs> she says, just because you're not my husband doesn't mean I don't love you. And then at the end, I think this was just Shannon Doherty talking. Yes. Because she was like, should we do our special dip? And then he like, yeah. it seems like they I had filmed that, that scene like 10 times. And yeah. they had like this dip that they were, I don't know. Yeah, it seems, I know. It seems it, like it, Shannon Doherty it talking. It seemed like the kind of thing where like normally that you wouldn't hear that, like the music would swell, yeah. you know, and then she would do that. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. But yeah, she says that and their dip is awful. So I believe yeah, they oh, probably no, did it's, that multiple it's very times. Bad. Here's my question though. Have they broken up? I don't think so. Because, well, the way she says, she's she makes some comments about, like, we can still be friends, which I thought was kind of a weird vibe. When, I, at the I, chapel? No, when they're, when they're, like, dancing and stuff. As part of that conversation, it kind of seems like they're they're saying that they're breaking up. Hmm. So I don't know. I mean, that's... I, I don't know either. I guess On we'll the see one next hand, episode. like, how do you go back, you know? Because they're not saying, like, we're, you know what, we're going to go back to the original date or we're not going to set a date right now. They're they're saying that they're not engaged. Like, they're calling yeah. off the engagement. And can you go backwards on that? Like, could you just be like, okay, we're just dating now. Like, is there a world in which that works? I feel like no. I don't know. That'd be hard. Yeah, it would. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I guess we'll see. All right. I thought they were still together, but maybe not. Okay. And that's it, right? That's the end of the episode. That's it, yeah. Wow. Wowzer. Kendra, what was your <laughs> 90210 snap? I guess the end, the the wedding? Yeah. I guess. That's probably it. I don't know. I have very mixed feelings about this this uh, this episode. I got to tell you, I remember this episode like beat for beat in a way that I haven't a lot of the others. And I don't remember not liking it, but watching it now, I was like, no, I you're right. Nobody you, you said you hate all the guys in this. I agree with you. I don't think that anybody comes out of this looking good. I mean, I guess Brenda, right? I mean, Brenda's the only yeah. one who, I mean, she kind of owns up to it in the end and she does the mature thing. I think she's the only one who really can come out looking okay, you know? Yeah. I would give it a thumbs down. Yeah. I think. Number one, for, for me, it felt predictable because I didn't think they were going to get married. So it was yeah. just kind of an hour of waiting for them not to get married. And then... I mean, the way they all go about it and then all the strip club stuff. And I just, you know, I hated all the men in this episode and probably wouldn't be one that I would seek out to watch again. I guess I just don't really understand why it seems to me they've kind of lost the ability to to set up these long stories. Remember, like we we were getting to this point, I think, especially in season three, where we were doing long arcs of stories that kind of resolved in natural ways. And I feel like both the Dan situation with Dan and Andrea mm-hmm. and this situation, like we spend a lot of time teeing these things up. And then there's kind of like a it, it seems to me like we get to a point where they're like, you know, we don't want to do that anymore. You know, so let's yeah. just let's just wind this down because it's too quick. It's too much, you know. Yeah, I agree. Also, like the Andrea Dan thing, I just think there's plenty of juice left in this Brenda Stewart story. Yeah, you know, so I, to be I agree. Calling it quits at this point is 
They could have dragged it out yes, I for think, much longer. I think them being engaged could have taken a lot of the season, really. They get engaged at the very end of 20 years ago today, and then we have one episode in here, and, and it's over. So yeah. I'm disappointed in that. Me too. And I think everybody in here is guilty of bad friending. Oh, yeah. That's for what sure. I have to say. Just be sincere. Yes. Yes. You. Well, Gotta be sincere. Oh, look at you bringing it back to Bye Bye Birdie. Way to go. Way to <laughs> That's go. That's probably... Oh, well, I, re- I like the telephone song, but I also really like Sincere. You know, we had kind of a telephone song moment in this episode as well. We did, yes. So. Well, Kendra, outside of the Radio Meanwhile Network, I occasionally play the role of Albert J. Peterson in community productions <laughs> of Bye Bye Birdie. I'm also the host of How's Things, the official podcast and radio show of the David A. Howe Public Library. Uh, you can find that on soundcloud.com slash all the books or anywhere you get your podcast right here on the radio. Meanwhile network every week, I co-host the show uh, comic book coffee break. So check us out. And I'm miss music box 91 online. And I have a website, miss I occasionally play Audrey in little shop of horrors. So <laughs> there's that. And uh, I am the co-host of the podcast. Nineties music got me like where each week we look at a nineties song and uh, when this episode comes out, I believe our most recent episode will have been about Bittersweet Symphony. Oh. This episode will come out on my birthday. That's right. So, Kendra, when this airs, you can we say that you yeah. will be 30 years old? This is a milestone, Kendra. The big 3 a major milestone. How do you feel That's about what that? They tell do you me. have conflicting feelings about turning 30? I feel not as uh, excited for it as I thought I would be. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, but, you know, that might just be the pandemic talking. That's true. I know. I know. It is. That's kind of lame to have a, a huge birthday like that when we all can't, like, get together and go out and party and stuff. Yeah. That's okay, so, though. We're partying with you in spirit. Yes. Thank you. Yep. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, join us again next week as we continue our 90210 discussion with episode 11, Take Back the Night. Yeah. 9021, here we go. Yeah.